Are you a crappy partner, crappy wife, crappy husband, crappy mate? This podcast is for you. Give yourself the gift of self-awareness. Learn new skills. Take the time to assess your partnership, marriage, relationship, etc. So how are we going to do this? Start by taking the Crappy Mate Quiz. The quiz can be found on our website, www.crappymate.com, on Pinterest, Crappy Mate, Instagram and Facebook, Crappy Mate Podcast. We will dedicate episodes to discussing the quiz topics. In further episodes, we will be exploring common problems, the speed bumps that occur in relationships. Also, we will introduce time-tested skills and helpful hints to enhance your relationship. And we invite you, our listeners, to contribute your thoughts, questions, or concerns regarding relationships. Welcome to the Crappy Mate Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Vance Barnes, MD. I'm a board-certified general psychiatrist with 25-plus years in psychiatry. I have treated patients in a variety of settings, both inpatient units, outpatient units, partial hospitalization units, as well as detoxification programs and rehabilitation programs. And I've had a private practice for many, many years. And I'm Barbara Quaid, a marriage and family therapist. I also have over 25 years experience working with families, individuals, and couples. And my life as a therapist has been both humbling and joyful. Before we get started, I'd just like to talk about our disclaimer. The Crappy Made podcast is designed to be a useful tool to help individuals and couples have happier and healthier relationships. This podcast is not a substitute for individual or couples therapy, and as always, relationships need to be safe. Seek professional help as needed. The Crappy Made podcast was developed out of hearing years and years of stories and accounts from patients in therapy about their mates and themselves actually being crappy mates and poorly behaving within the relationship. And so this concept was then developed into a podcast of how can we help people to actually improve upon their relationships. And so in order to do this, we developed a quiz. And the quiz, we really thought about some concepts that we thought were important in a relationship. And so the Crappy Mate quiz ended up being a 10-question self-scoring assessment that can be found on our Facebook page. And our Facebook page is aptly named The Crappy Made Podcast. And along with the quiz, you will find a glossary with the terms we used both in the podcast and on the quiz. And this is so we can all be on the same page. Now, to score the quiz, you will read each question carefully and then ask yourself, do I do this almost always, sometimes, or almost never? And when we thought about this, the scoring is like this. Almost always is worth three points. Sometimes, two points. And almost never, one point. So once you have your total points, you add them up. And a score of 10 to 17 clearly indicates that one needs improvement. A score of 17 to 24, one has a degree of awareness, but improvement can still be beneficial. And a score of 24 to 30, one is aware, insightful, and acting in a positive manner as it pertains to the relationship.
So we're on question six of our quiz, which is, do I love and appreciate myself? And with that, our working definition for self-love is an appreciation of one's own worthiness or virtue, proper regard for and attention to one's own happiness and well-being. So Dr. B, I've got a question for you. Why is it important? Why are we talking about self-love when we're talking about relationships? Why do we want to love ourselves in a relationship? Well, you know, Barbara, thank you for the question. I think it's an important one to cover today. You know, I operate on the premise that if you love yourself, you have the capacity to show and demonstrate love for your mate. And I feel like the inverse of this premise is also true, and that is, if you don't love and care about yourself, how are you able to show love to your mate? And so it's really important in my mind uh, for a relationship that each partner really values themselves so that they're able to be able to give to their mate and give fully to the relationship. So, you know, the foundation of really feeling good about yourself is being able to appreciate one's own unique human qualities, their own unique gifts in their being. And this is really the foundation of loving oneself. If you're able to appreciate your own innate qualities, then you're more than likely you'll have the capacity to recognize and appreciate the special qualities that your mate is bringing to the relationship. And, you know, having the ability to recognize and having that capacity to recognize your own qualities as well as your mate's qualities will help to ensure a happier and a much healthier relationship. So, you know, in sessions, so many people are asking, what's the difference between selfishness and self-love? And I think people confuse this all the time. People think if I take care of myself, I'm being selfish. So selfishness, I think, is taking from others, using others or abusing others. And self-love is taking care of your own needs without taking advantage of your mate or others. So it's just that self-care for yourself. I think that's wonderful to bring this point out to our listeners because I, I often as well hear that in, in therapy with patients and they'll say, well, you know, if I, if I do that for myself, isn't that being selfish? Am I not taking something away from the relationship? And my point to them is that in most cases, you're adding to the relationship because you're coming to the relationship being more complete, being more whole. For instance, being rested. You know, if you were exhausted during your day and you, and you had some time where you were able to rest before you got together with your mate or your partner or your companion, that would mean that you would have more energy for them. So that's just an illustration of how self-care can absolutely improve the relationship. And it's something that we do need to consider to uh, help us to solidify the relationship and to keep the relationship going in a very strong manner. And I think when we talk about self-care and self-love and appreciating ourselves, we have to be thinking about what am I doing to improve my lot in life, my educational piece, my health, my social awareness? What am I doing to take care of myself and to love myself? I think that's a really important point because, again, 
if you're able to improve upon yourself and deliver more to the relationship in that sense, then absolutely you're going to be, you're really helping the relationship in so many ways. Just being healthier, for instance, uh, there's less, uh, perhaps there's less draw to have to take time away from the relationship to go, for instance, just to the doctor, for instance. If you pursue certain educational pursuits and get to a higher level of earnings, well, that's going to definitely improve the relationship. That's going to help the relationship. So I think that you know, for our listeners, I, we really want them to focus on, I think, the capacity to build within ourselves to give more to the relationship. So it's about being able to be in a better position, to be in a, in a healthier position, to give more to the relationship. You know, Dr. B, another thing I hear in sessions is that someone has told them in the past, maybe a parent or someone, not to get a big head, you know, with it. You don't need a big head. You have to be humble. What do you say to that? Well, I think it's very important to stay humble. And, and I think there was an earlier podcast where I talked about staying humble and checking your ego and putting it in a drawer when you take your socks out. However, all of accomplishments, in my mind, all of successes are something that we have to believe in ourselves is possible. So I think that when you think about self-confidence, you think about feeling good about yourself, that belief begins within you. You have to believe that you're going to be successful, that you're going to see things in a way that are going to work out in your favor. We have to be able to believe that, envision it, and internalize that for else for it to come to fruition truly. So I think that that self-confidence is something that we have to own, we have to instill, and we have to use to help us to get to certain places in life and to be in certain positions in life. So it's really important in my mind that we have that self-belief to be able to be successful. So it's really getting rid of a lot of that negative self-talk that I can't do it or I'm not worthy. Oh, absolutely. And the self-talk just takes away from your success. It takes energy away from your production. So I would say that what we want to do most of all is to dispel the negative thinking and the self-talk. And we have to be able to let go of what we perceive as mistakes, because mistakes quite often in life are lessons to be learned from and that we can improve upon ourselves, upon making changes from our wisdom and knowledge of our experiences. So it's very important in my mind that people are able to cast away some of the negative thoughts about themselves, the negative imageries that they may have, so that they can, they can go forward and that they can sustain a positive behavioral pattern, but also be able to enjoy life and enjoy their relationships more by staying more positive. So I've heard it said that if you can't love yourself, you can't love another. What do you think of that? I think that you can love another. However, I don't think that it's going to be to the the full capacity, and I don't think it's going to be something that you can do really very well, only because if you are not able to have for yourself, if you don't have the love for yourself, how are you really 
going to ultimately be able to give that away. So I do think that it has a, a huge impact on on how we can uh, share our love with other people. And I, I think it, in my mind, I see it as being very similar to a situation, and we've heard this old cliche that misery loves company, right? And I think that it's a situation where if you're not able to feel good about yourself, you're not able to feel good about other people. And so I think the inverse is very true. If you feel good about yourself, you're more than likely going to feel good about other people. And you're going to feel positive and you're going to be able to give more if you're staying in a positive light about yourself and a positive way of how you want to portray yourself in the world. Well, and I think if you don't love yourself, you don't believe somebody else can love you. And the way that plays out that I see it in sessions with couples is one person doesn't think they're worthy of the other. And I'm thinking of one couple where she thinks he's, you know, he's the cat's meow. And mm -hmm. therefore she doesn't ever feel worthy of him. Now, that's really not true. He thinks really well of her. She mm -hmm. just doesn't see her own strengths in the situation? Well, I think that we all have a distortion to our thought patterns, and that comes from how we were raised, our experiences throughout the world, our likes, our dislikes. But we have to realize that, that we do have a distortion, all of us, in terms of how we think about things. So I would say that we have to always try to look at that and look at those distortions, be aware of them, and we have to be accepting of what others at times may see, see in us where we perhaps are not seeing for ourselves. So I think in, in this light, I would say that we have to share our thoughts and we have to be open to what other people may see regarding our qualities where we perhaps may not see our own. And we have to be accepting of that. We have to be accepting of the fact that we may not be able to see the, all of the good in us, whereas someone else may be able to. So it's really being open to thinking better about yourself. Absolutely. We do have to. One of the cornerstones to good mental health is to have good thoughts about oneself to believe that we are capable of caring for ourselves, we're capable of caring for others. And that all begins with believing that we have the capacity to do this actual feat. And we do, we really do. We just have to be able to, in some ways, get out of our own way. And we have to stop all of the negative chatter and all of the negative thought patterns that perhaps we are using to prepare ourselves for maybe a less than accepted outcome. But in the process, as we are doing this, we are putting ourselves down and we're taking energy away from us as we are doing so. I see people, they will say, I have poor self-esteem. And what that means is really, I don't like myself. I don't like the way I am or who I am. And I think that's really hurtful to people. And that's not the way people from the outside typically see them. They can see strengths galore. You know, one of the things that I will 
often challenge my patients on is it revolves around having proof, right? So I will say to them, okay, you're this, you're that. Where is the proof that you're this or you're that? You know, I'm not this or I'm not that. And I will say, well, well, where's the proof that you have that? Is it documented somewhere? Is it written down somewhere? Did you get some form of an evaluation that says that? Where is the proof? And in most cases, it's self-imposed. It's the way that they have processed their own thoughts about themselves. And I ask them to challenge those thoughts and to let some other folks, other people, be their evaluators, so to speak. But it's about being able to let go of the negativity and to cast out the the negative thoughts that you have about yourself because they're not serving you. And that's what I'm, I will frequently share with my patients. You know, your thought patterns that you have about yourself are, first of all, you don't have proof that you should think this way. There's not documentation that says, okay, you are this or you're that. And so the challenge is, can you let go of those ways of thinking about yourself? And for relationships, we really have to do that. Mm -hmm. We really do. I think if we hold ourselves and think of ourselves as valuable, we are communicating that non-verbally to our mate that, oh, I'm important. It's important that I'm cared for. Yes. And I will care for you. Yes. I, I think that's beautiful. And I think that's something that we should be imparting to really all of our clients and really all of our mates and within our relationships. You know, I just wanted to share some real life examples from my private practice. And I can recall sitting with patients whereby they talk about how they don't have any gifts, they don't have any qualities, they don't have anything that's special about themselves. And so they come away with the notion that They don't really have anything that really should be admired or that they should feel good about. And the point that I'm making here is that as they are discussing this and they're saying this, they're also telling me why they can't point out their mates' qualities and why their mates are special. And it comes back to them not feeling good about themselves. So if they're not feeling good about themselves, they're not being able to share how good they feel about their particular mates. So it's kind of like if if I don't feel good about myself, no one will like me. So the person that's sitting across from me is not worthy either. That's what it seems like in most cases. And I try to point that out to my patients, that first of all, their ways of thinking of themselves, there is a distortion that we all have about how we evaluate ourselves, our likes, dislikes, wants, desires, etc. But I also try to get my patients to think about the fact that their mates don't necessarily feel the way they do. And with that, they should be able to allow for themselves to challenge their own thoughts about who they are. And as they become more positive about who they are, they're able to give more to the relationship. They really are. So how do we do this? And I've got some helpful hints for all of us. And each podcast will provide some hints to get you started in improving your relationships. We hope you will use these hints in between podcasts or, in fact, make a practice of using these. 
So our helpful hints towards self-love are prioritize your needs and wants. Really think about it and decide what you need. Two, watch for and decrease negative self-talk. A lot of times our negative self-talk is just on autopilot. It's a habit. So watch it and then try to decrease that. Accept your strengths and recognize your weaknesses. Be open to self-improvement. Practice self-care. We've talked about that in prior podcasts. And then set healthy boundaries for yourself. In closing the podcast today, I just want to remind our listeners of our disclaimer. The Crappy Mate podcast is designed to be a useful tool to help individuals and couples have happier and healthier relationships. This podcast is not a substitute for individual or couples therapy. And as always, relationships need to be safe. Seek professional help as needed. Thank you for listening to the Crappy Made podcast. We invite you to submit comments, questions, and or concerns about today's podcast, or give us feedback on relationship topics you'd like to hear covered. We encourage you to try our helpful hints. Give these a go, try them on, try them on for size. Remember, you can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages under the Crappy Mate podcast. Our website is www.crappymate.com. And please be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening.